0: CHAPTER ELEVEN OF ROWDY OF THE CROSS-L BY B.M. BOWER This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Tom Penn CHAPTER ELEVEN ROWDY PROMOTED Rowdy rode closer. "'If you don't mind paying duty,' he began tentatively, "'I can put you next to a range over the line where I'll guarantee feed and water the year round for every hoof you own.' Eagle Creek lifted his head and looked at him. "'Whereabouts?' he demanded skeptically. "'Up in Red Deer Country. Pink knows the place. There's range plenty and creeks running through that never go dry. And the country isn't stocked and fenced to death like this is. "'And will we be ordered off as soon as we got there?' "'Sure not, if you paid duty, which would only be about double what you were going to pay for one year's pasture.' Eagle Creek breathed deeply, like a man who has narrowly escaped suffocation. "'Young man, I believe you're a square dealer and that you savvy the cow business. I thought it ever since you started to work.' His keen old eyes twinkled at the memory of Rowdy's arrival, and Rowdy grinned. "'I take you at your word, and you can consider yourself in charge of this herd as it stands. Take it to that cow heaven you tell about, and damn it—' You won't be none the worse for it. We'll pass that up, said Rowdy quietly. I'll take the herd through, though, and I'd advise you to get the rest on the road as soon as they can be gathered. It's a three hundred mile drive. All right. From now on, it's up to you, Eagle Creek told him briskly. Take em back to the Rockin'ar field, and I'll send the wagons back to you. Old Mullin'll likely make a roar, but... That's most all government land he's got fenced, so I guess I can calm him down. Will you go near the ranch? I think so, said Rowdy. It will be the shortest way. Well, I'll give you some blank checks, and you can load up with grub and anything else you need. I'll be over there by the time you are and fix up that duty business. Wouldn't you as well have to get another outfit together and get another bunch on the trail? One good thing... I got thirty days to get off what cattle is on there. And thirty days of grass and water, I'll put them in good shape for the trip, which this bunch was as well fixed. That's what, Rowdy assented. But I think they'll make it all right. I'll likely want you to stay up there and keep cases on them. Any objections? Sure not, laughed Rowdy. Only I don't want Pink and a solid one to stay with me. Keep what men you want. Anything else? I don't think anything, said Rowdy. Only I'd like to have a talk with Conroy. Creek eyed him sharply. You won't be apt to meet him. Old Bill Brown up home would like to see him, too. Bill's a persevering old cuss and wants to see Conroy so bad he's got the sheriff out looking for him. It's about a bunch of horses that was run off three years ago. You brought one of them back into the country last spring, you mind? Rowdy and Pink looked at one another, but said nothing. Oh, Bill, he followed your back trail and found out some things he wanted to know. Conroy got wind of it, though, and he left the agency kind of sudden. No use you looking for him. Then we're ready to hit the grit, I guess. Rowdy glanced again at Pink, who nodded. Well, I ain't stopping you, Eagle Creek drawled laconically. So long and good luck to you. He waited while Pink and the Silent One swung the point back down the hill with Rowdy helping them. Quite unmoved by his sudden promotion, when the herd was fairly started on the backward march, Eagle Creek nodded satisfaction. The while he pried off a corner of plug tobacco. He's all right, he asserted emphatically. That boy suits me from the ground up. If he don't put that deal through in good shape, it'll be because it can't be did. Wooden Shoes, with whom Rowdy had always been a prime favorite, agreed with Dutch heartiness. Then, leaving the herd to its new guardian, they rode swiftly to overtake and turn back the wagons. Three hundred miles, and part of it across howlin' Desert, Rowdy drew his brows together. It's a big thing for me, all right, Pink, but it's sure a big contract to take this herd through, if anybody should happen to ask you. Oh, buck up. You'll make good, all right. If only these creeks weren't so bone-dry. Well, there's water enough in the Rockinar Field for today. We'll throw em in there till tomorrow. And I've a notion I can find a better trail across to North Fork than the way we came. I'm going to strike out this afternoon and see, anyway, if Quitter Creek hadn't got water further up. Once we get up north of the home ranch, I can see my way clear. "'Go to it, boss!' Pink cried heartily. "'I don't see how I'm going to keep from sassin' you once in a while, though. "'That's what bothers me. "'What'll happen if I turn loose on you sometime?' "'You'll get fired, I expect,' laughed Rowdy. "'He rode off to announce the news to the rest of the outfit, "'who were very unhappy in their mystification. "'If their reception of the change of plans and foreman was a bit profane, "'and their manner towards him a bit familiar,' Rowdy didn't mind. He knew that they did not grudge him his good luck, even while they hated the long drive. He also knew that they watched him furtively, for nothing, not even misfortune, is as sure a test of a man's character as success. They liked Rowdy, and they did not believe this would spoil him. Still, every man of them was secretly a bit anxious. On the trail, he rode in his accustomed place, and... So far as appearances went, the party had no foreman. He went forward and helped Pink take down the fence that had been so carefully put up a few hours before, and he whistled while he put it in place again, just as if he had no responsibility in the world. Then the cattle were left to themselves, and the men rode down to their old campground, marked by empty tin cans and a trodden place where had been the horse corral. Rowdy swung down and faced the men gravely, Instinctively, they stood at attention, waiting for what he had to say. They felt that the situation was so far out of the ordinary that a few remarks pertaining to their new relations would not be out of place. He looked them over appraisingly and met glances as grave as his own. Straight, capable fellows they were, every man of them. "'Boys,' he began impressively, "'you all know that from today on you're working under my orders.' I never was boss of anything but the cayuse I happen to have under me, and I'm going to extract all the honey there is in this situation. Maybe I'll never be boss again, but at present, I'm it. I want you fellows to remember that important fact, and treat me with proper respect. From now on, you can call me Mr. Vaughn. Rowdy doesn't go, except on a legal holiday. Furthermore, I'm not going to get out at daylight and catch up my own horse. I'll let you take turns being flunky, and I expect you to saddle my horse every morning and noon and bring him to the cook tent and hold my stirrup for me. Also, you are expected at all times and places to anticipate my wants and fall over yourselves waiting on me. You're just common, ordinary $40 cow punchers. "'And if I treat you white, it's cause I pity you for not being up where I am. "'Remember, vassals, that I'm your superior, mentally, morally, socially.' "'Chap him!' yelled Pink, and made for him. "'I'll stand for a lot, but don't you ever think I'm a vassal.' "'Mutiny is strictly prohibited,' he thundered. Villains beware. "'Gadzooks, uh, let's have a swim before the wagons come.' They laughed and made for the creek, feeling rather crestfallen and a bit puzzled. "'If I had an outfit like this to run and three-hundred-mile drive to make,' Bob Nevin remarked to the silent one, "'Blessed if I'd make a josh of it. I'd cultivate the corrugated brow and the stiff spine. Me.' "'My friend,' the silent one responded, "'don't be too hasty in your judgment.' It's because the corrugated brow will come later that he laughs now. You'll presently find yourself accomplishing the impossible in obedience to the flicker of Rowdy Vaughn's eyelids. Man, did you never observe the set of his head and the look of his eye? Rowdy Vaughn will get more out of this crowd than any man ever did. And if he fails, he'll fail with the band playing hot time. Maybe so bob admitted not quite convinced but i wonder if he realizes what he's up against at which the silent one only smiled queerly as he splashed into the water after dinner rowdy caught up the blue roan which was his favorite for a hard ride he seemed to have forgotten his speech concerning flunkies, and rode away up the coolie which had brought them into the field the night before The boys watched him go, speculated a lot, and went to sleep as the best way of putting in the afternoon. Pink, who knew quite well what was in Rowdy's mind, said nothing at all. It is possible that he was several degrees more jealous of the dignity of Rowdy's position than was Rowdy himself, who had no time to think of anything but the best way of getting the herd to Canada. He would like to have gone along, only that Rowdy did not ask him to. Pink assured himself that it was best for Rowdy not to start playing any favorites and curled down in the bed tent with the others and went to sleep. It was late that night when Rowdy crept silently into his corner of the tent, but Pink was awake and whispered to know if he found water. Rowdy's yes was a mere breath, but it was enough. At sunrise, the herd trailed up the Rockin' Coulee, and Pink and the Silent One pointed them north of the old trail. End of chapter 11